Welcome to Open House with Mark Sewick and Corey James Moran, brought to you by the Mark Sewick team at Keller Williams, a Greater Rochester Real Estate Podcast. This is episode one. We're going to be discussing the scorching hot real estate market right now. But first, since it is episode one, Mark, it only yeah. makes sense that we should probably introduce who we are. All right. All right. Um, well, why don't you start? I mean, first, I think most people, yeah, go right. Okay. Yeah, go for it. All right. You may or may not recognize my voice. You may have heard it before. We can't get into that part of my life. We're going to talk <laughs> about the real estate part of my life. Uh, so yes, I've joined Mark's team recently. Uh, very, very excited to be part of the team. And uh, Mark, you're going to lead with the amount of experience that you have. I mean, uh, you know, I, I want to let you know, we're trying to keep this to like 30 minutes. So maybe not, don't go through your entire resume. Uh, yeah. I mean, that would take at least, you know, like, you know, 45 and anyway, we'd have yeah. no time left. So uh, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, the short of it is I've been selling real estate for over 30 years. Um, I've had the privilege of creating a really, really remarkable team. There are uh, 10 or 11 of us. Um, we've got, um, uh, four uh, full-time real estate agents who are working with buyers primarily. There's myself, and then we got an, an amazing administrative staff, um, you know, a, a, a transaction coordinator. Well, you know, I'm not going to go into everybody, but we, you know, over the next few episodes, we'll start yes. to introduce people. But what's really great is we've created this team that um, this year alone will sell close to $75 million worth of residential real estate. So now, um, for anyone listening, saying to themselves, is that good? Could you put that into perspective? Um, sure. The average agent in town sells about $800,000 of the real estate every year. So we will sell this coming year what most agents would hope to sell over a 92-year period of time, 93-year okay. period. So, so, that, so, I think, so good translates to good. Yeah, 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 I think okay. that, yeah, I think that right. adds some perspective. <laughs> so. All right. Um, so again, yes, uh, we have so much to cover throughout our podcast, but um, our goals. You know, always want to set goals, right, Mark? Absolutely. Um, Got to know where we're going. Anything in life. So... As far as goals go, for this podcast, we want this to be for anyone interested in the local real estate market, from the first-time home buyer to someone who's bought and sold maybe dozens of homes over the years, maybe you own a bunch of rental properties. We're going to mix in things for everybody. So that's the goal of the podcast. Well, you know, and it's it's funny because as, as I'm listening to you say just that, it kind of describes um, the philosophy of the team. Sure. I mean, it's, it's interesting that um, over the past few years, you get $150,000, $250,000 buyers who are saying, well, you know, why would I work with you? You're the team that sells $800,000 properties. And then you get the $800,000 seller who says, well, you know, but you're the team that sells the $250,000. Um, and actually, I, I think one of the interesting things is that we get uh, clients from all walks of life. And that's really part of the beauty of, of, of what it is that we do on a daily basis, um, creating those interpersonal relationships, you know, whether you're, whether you're buying and selling $250,000 or you know, a million dollars plus. Okay, perfect. All right, so let's hop into it. Uh, right. the, the scorching hot real estate market. I mean, I'm sure, Mark, you get asked all of the time. When I got into real estate, that was the biggest thing people would say is, oh, it's a great time. It's a hot market. And I think that's kind of the buzz that's around there. But I don't know if necessarily everyone quite understands what that means. And, and we're going to take a little time now to go a little in-depth. <laughs> Sorry. There it is. She lights the match. Che okay. Cheesy match moment, yeah. Do <laughs> I, I, you know where I picked that up, Corey? Any no, idea? I did do a video. I, yeah, okay. okay, thank All you. Right. I'm All not right. to blame. <laughs> we'll link our, uh, our social media in the uh, in the podcast info for you if you want to see the video. It's up there. But uh, yeah, it is. It's wild right now. Here's, here's the short of it. Um, five years ago in the 10-county region, there were close to 7,500 homes on the market for sale uh four years ago the number drops to three thousand units it was it was really quite the, a year and a half ago the number drops to fewer than a thousand units on the market for sale and there's not been a month in the preceding year and a half in which the number of properties in the market for sale has increased above 1,000 units stated another way in the past uh five years 
the number of properties on the market for sale has diminished or decreased by a full 87%. That's insane. That's what's causing, well, you know, for instance, this afternoon, literally 45 minutes ago, Yvonne, our transaction coordinator, she gives me a spreadsheet, um, and the spreadsheet has 14 rows. Each row represents a buyer, and we have the privilege of going back to our seller and saying, listen, you listed for $235. we are going to sell your property today for over $326,000, and actually the two top contenders are still battling it out as we speak, so... Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely wild. Have you seen anything quite like no. this? Obviously, the market ebbs and flows uh, quite a bit, but as far as a market like we're seeing, nothing like anything no. even close. No, and you know, uh, there's an ad is that all you know, it's like politics. All, all all politics is local. You know, all real estate is local, meaning that every real estate market around the country um, sort of behaves in its own way. Well, what's going on currently is a national trend. Um, nobody has ever seen anything like this. Um, and it's, it's unprecedented. I know a lot of people are, the worry about this is obviously if you're a buyer, it's difficult. There's that aspect of it. But a lot of people are also thinking back to the mid 2000s and the crash that happened. And I hear that a bunch too from a lot of people is, well, is this going to crash like that? And from the experts that I've heard from, you're talking to they one. don't seem to think yeah, that yeah. that's going to be the case I, at all. I, I don't think that's going to be the case um, for a few reasons. One, when you go back to the uh, to the Great Recession, um, a lot of that was caused by the fact that these properties were being purchased with bad credit, with no money down, or you'd get the investors uh, who were buying you know, five, ten, a dozen, two dozen properties with no money down. Well, banking standards have changed so considerably that we don't need to worry about that any longer. So then the next question becomes, well, well, you know, isn't there going to be a correction of some sort? Sure. Um, three months ago, four months ago, I would have said, yeah, there's definitely going to be a correction. But there have been so many properties, both locally and nationally, that are selling at these higher valuations that I do think, I honestly and truly believe that there's a new high water mark sure. uh, that's being set here. So, Well, at least for us locally, Rochester and the surrounding areas have been known for having low housing costs for ever, basically. Do you think this could potentially be that course correcting and as you said this becomes the new norm the the challenge over the course of the next few years that nobody's yet started to uh, discuss um and what it is that local municipalities the city included and the county they're gonna have to start to figure out okay well property values have gone up 100,000 let's 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 say fifty thousand dollars um you get somebody who uh, whose property was worth uh two hundred thousand dollars last year today it's worth two hundred fifty thousand two hundred seventy five thousand dollars is that municipality going to increase taxes commiserate with that increase? Which, and if so, the coffers will be full, but are they going to then cause bankruptcy? Are they sure. going to uh, uh, push people out of their homes? And so there's gonna, that's a discussion that needs to, uh, that needs to take place. Terrific. You know, um, uh, you, you purchased $50,000 over asking price, but are your taxes now going to go up to the point where you just can't afford to live in the house any longer? Sure. That makes sense. And then, uh, again, another thing I keep hearing from people is, what will it take? Well, first off, let's do a two-parter. Yeah. First off, what will it take to even things out a little more? Obviously, right now, the leverage is sure. so greatly an advantage of the seller. It's, it's, it's wild. What will it take to get to that point? And then what would it take to swing the pendulum completely the other way? Because we anticipate at some point. Oh, it always happens. I'll, I'll probably be dead. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, it, it, it is. It's, so so let, let's let's take the second question again. Back to my example. Uh, five years ago, there were seventy five hundred homes on the market for sale. So let's say that in the coming three months, 
that 2,000 homes come, suddenly come on the market for sale, 3,000 homes. I don't see, A, I don't see that happening. B, uh, that still isn't anywhere near the 7,500 homes that were available um, just a short time ago. So I, I don't see uh, I, I don't see us crawling out from under this for quite a while to come. So that's the first thing. Um, the second, what is it going to take? I think it's any number of different things. Um, one, as more Americans um, are vaccinated and as we inch closer to herd immunity, uh, that will certainly, uh, fears of COVID will start to recede. Um, as warmer weather starts to hit uh, and as summer arrives, again, fears of COVID will start to recede. More people who were thinking about putting their homes on the market for sale last year will suddenly feel more comfortable and will be compelled, I believe, to do so. And then there are all sorts of other things. Um, you know, you'll probably have some buyers who will end up leaving the market because they're so frustrated. Sure. So there will be less buyer demand. Um, what we really need more than, and then, uh, more than anything, Corey, is for home builders to just start uh, creating, that's a longer term, and that's a whole issue unto itself. But you know, if you've got home builders who suddenly are going to erect 100 properties, which is quite a large number for our, our community, um, it's going to take you know six months for those, nine months for those homes. But that's not even happening. Well, it's great news that uh, also all building materials are also hard to get <laughs> and also insanely expensive right now. Exactly. So that's just you know at least there's more product then. But again, you know, so you're not paying the expense associated with purchasing. A, a brand new home. Instead, you're paying the outrageous expenses. I mean, it's gotten so bad that um, in, in any number of communities throughout the country, uh, builders are actually saying, well, we're, we're not going to sell you this house until it's complete. And the reason for that, because the value of the home, what it is that the home builder needs to sell the property for, is increasing so much during the six-month build time that they're not actually coming up with a, a, a final price until, uh, until the last nail has been driven in. So it's just madness, basically. It's, 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 it's insanity. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I don't want to get too far off topic right now, but it really does become more of an issue of the haves in this country and the have-nots. And the disparity between the two is just continuing to grow. And um, to the degree that, you know, if you're listening and if you're thinking about buying your first home, do so. Do so as quickly as you can because you want to be part of that class of uh, men and women who um, have the privilege of owning their property and building wealth um, as a result of, uh, of building that equity year in and year out. So in future episodes, we're going to get into more of the, the details as far as sellers and buyers, what to expect, expectations, but just maybe a little quick surface level for a buyer, because this is, again, a big thing that I, I think is really important for potential buyers to understand. If I have $250,000, that's what I want to spend. A lot of people will think, oh, I'm going to hop on Zillow and I'm going to look at homes that are $250,000. Sure. And you are setting yourself up for a big disappointment. Uh, yeah. Um, it, the old math was you, if you wanted to spend $250,000, you'd look for a property listed for $265,000. Well, the reality is, and then you would purchase for two fifty. dollars The reality right. is if you want to buy two fifty dollars today, you should be looking at a $200,000 listing, knowing that there will be 14 offers coming in and it'll sell you know $50,000 over, uh, over list price. Um, and it, it's, I hate to use the word comical because it, it sounds, um, insensitive and it sounds, um, uh, a bit pretentious, but, but it is, it is almost comical when you've got people who are calling you three, four days after a property has been listed for sale saying they wanted to walk through because they might potentially be, well, the property has been gone. Yeah. You know, it's been, you know, so, uh, so, so, uh, 
buyers who have not yet attached themselves to a real estate agent really do need to do so because there is just no possible way that uh, that somebody's going to prevail in this market unless they have attached themselves to a really and not just I, I hate to say this because I'll get some flack from some colleagues but um, you know you, you've got to be working with somebody who really has been doing this for a while somebody who who has a skill set and knows how to negotiate and has relationships and can problem solve the breakneck speed that the market is moving at is is tough for some people to really comprehend yes a house goes in the market and then four days later they have their accepted offer. Well, and the only reason it's not selling within the first 20 minutes is because we've, as you know, we've created mechanisms. Right. So a property goes on the market for sale on, let's call it a, uh, a Wednesday. All first showings will take place on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, and all offers are looked at on Monday. So so, so we've had to create these uh, mechanisms uh, in order to control the chaos. Uh, because you've got to be able to, uh, to walk as many. I mean, we've had properties with literally 75 showings. Yep. Um, and agents calling and screaming about the fact that they couldn't get a slot on Friday, they couldn't get a slot on Saturday or Sunday. Will your seller please consider opening up more slots on Monday? And you know, oftentimes the answer is no, because my sellers have families and their Sorry. kids need to be fed. They they need to have breakfast, and you know, um, you know, weekend at the Holiday Inn is no longer going to cut it. So, right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so that is kind of a a gloss over of what's happening with the market right now. Do we miss anything that you think is is really important to point out? Uh I'm I'm hope I'm hoping for the sake of everybody that that this does start to change. Yeah. Um. Be, because you know it's it's fantastic. You know if you're a seller it's it's great. Well, I, I guess yeah. I'll say this: if you're a seller, I, I would encourage you to put your house on the market for sale as quickly as you can because I it's going to remain a great market for sellers the remainder of this year. Um. And you know most likely through next year and perhaps even probably the year after that. However, the moment in time that that, that you can sell at the top of the market, uh, because everybody wants to sell at the top. It's right now. Um, so I think that, you know, I think there's some easing that uh, and more property comes in the market for sale after Memorial Day. Okay. All right. So it will get a little bit better, hopefully. But yeah, still, yeah, yeah. Want to take advantage. I mean, just run through some of, of the crazier things that you have heard. I mean, houses going for over $100,000. How often did that happened before versus now? <laughs> um, it, it was unusual for, uh, I, I would say that perhaps in years past, you know, 10%, 20% of properties would sell with multiple offers over asking price. But when we're, when we're talking at over asking price, $5,000, $10,000 was really, um, you know, remarkable. And $25,000 was unheard of. Um, but but now we, we, we really are selling. I mean, I, I had a property listed for sale for $800,000 uh, last month, and it sold within 24 hours with three offers, each at $800,000 all cash. Um, wow. This past Saturday, I had a property listed for sale. It didn't even actually hit the market. Uh, we started to travel <laughs> with my colleagues. $825,000. It didn't even hit the market. It sold for $825,000, and it wasn't even in the market. And um, let me tell you, uh, that, that was that was insane. So, um, but I, I think one of the more difficult things for buyers and one of the more dangerous is the fact that so many of these properties are being sold without engineers' inspections. Yes. So personally, as you know, our team were so uncomfortable with that that we desperately try uh, to get our clients into a property within the first. A uh, few hours, the first day that a property is listed for sale. If our clients like it, then we try to get our clients to walk through a second time, but this time uh, with an engineer. And even though the engineer isn't going to be able to conduct a full hour, hour and a half uh, inspection, 
even if we can get them to gloss over in the macro and look at it for half an hour, that, that's providing some level of protection that we think is really important for our buyers. And a little peace of mind, just knowing. Absolutely. Um, you know, because we're, you know, we're not engineers. So, you know, the roof may look good, but there could be, you know, rotten timber. And uh, if we can save our clients a you know, $15,000 headache six months after they've purchased, uh, that's, you know, that, that's our financial responsibility. So yeah. the, uh, the inspection thing is very difficult for a lot of people to wrap their heads around. And you see this quite a bit with maybe younger couples who are having a little help from their parents who, again, uh, times have changed since then. The thoughts of waving inspection would just make a parent's head explode because obviously yeah, that is something yeah. that wasn't even thought of back in the day. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I think as, as quaint a notion as it is to have mom and dad come along and help you to buy your first home, um, increasingly it's become so competitive uh, that, well, also because of COVID laws. I mean, you can only have so many people walking through a property right. at one given time. Um, so there will come a point in time, I'm sure in the future, where these Norman Rockwell-like uh, notions of mom and dad walking through will probably return to that. Um, but at the moment, right now, it's just roll up your sleeves and like, you know, we got work to do everybody out of the way. Absolutely. Uh, maybe a little bit of parting advice as we wrap up our first episode here of Open House with Mark Seawick and Corey James Moran for a little advice for sellers, a little advice for buyers. Uh, the sellers, again, you know, I, I think that, you know, you're best to put your house on the market for sale as quickly as you can um, uh, because that's, you're, you're going to do incredibly, incredibly well. Uh, and the, mar- the advice for buyers is um, attach yourself as quickly as you can to the best agent that you can find, somebody who specializes in the area of the neighborhood that you want to purchase in. Get your financing in order. And if you can somehow or another... I, I, Corey, actually, one question for you. Do you have any idea where the hell these people are finding $800,000 cash? Or if you're a no, first-time... I wish I did. I would love to I know. Mean, you, you know <laughs> you're a first-time buyer, and you're coming to the table with $200,000. Where the hell are these people finding this money? Buried in a, a lawn? I don't, I don't know exactly. In a mattress somewhere? I that's have no yeah. idea, but it is insane. So um, so, so that's the advice uh, for buyers. Just um, attach yourself to an agent, get your financing in order, and um, and then roll up your sleeves. Because you know if you're serious about this, it really has become a part-time job. Yeah, absolutely. Again, with how fast things move, you want to get in there as quickly as you can yeah. and see as many properties as yep. you can. And that is where people like us come in, Mark. If you uh, want to learn more, you can certainly go to the website, markseawick.com. And uh, we would encourage you to, <laughs> to uh, certainly go there and put, you know. Do, again, you, do you want to elucidate on that? Markseawick.com. How do you, how do you, <laughs> what's that? How do you spell markseawick.com? Okay. Mark, I mean, go, boom. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's a question that obviously people listening. So if somebody is um, uh, interested, it's M A R K S I W I E C. Uh, so it's markseawick.com, M-A-R-K-S-I-W-I-E-C. But I, I would encourage people to go there because um, our blog, you know, I put out a blog every other week, and it's got really good information, really solid information. It's not, you know, um, my grandmother's potato salad. It's not the horoscope. <laughs> it's really good, solid information. Um, and for those who enjoy um, real estate porn, and there are a lot of people out there who, who enjoy that, um, you know, we, we list some really beautiful and some interesting homes. And these 3D tools, tours, these virtual tours, check it out. Um, I, I think there's a lot to, to be enjoyed on the site. Absolutely. So hope you enjoyed the first episode. Uh, If you did, please like, please share. It always helps the podcast grow. Tell your friends to take a listen as well. In the next episode we do, we're going to set some expectations. Okay. Again, it's all about expectation setting. And let's start with maybe the more positive aspect of it. Setting expectations if you're a seller. What your mindset should be, what you should know going in to listing your home. Sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great. All right, we'll get to that next week with Open House with Mark Seawick and Corey James Moran.